the way. We wanted men. Welcome to episode 143 of the Smugglers Galaxy Podcast, your favorite Star Wars podcast for smugglers in the galaxy. Man, I'm getting all kinds of notifications right now. (laughs) It's Memorial Day. Jason's a little bit under the weather because he was outside all day yesterday and with graduation. I was outside all day yesterday. My sister-in-law got married and they asked me to be the photographer because I have a nice camera and I used to do that. And uh, my computer's been on all night, and it's just running slow, and yay, life. Jason, other than having allergies, how you doing? I'm here. I'm well. Other than having the allergies, I'm I'm great, so awesome. can't complain. Sweet. How'd uh, graduation go? Graduation was great. Uh, as in true Wasolko fashion, we have too much food <laughs> uh, for too few people. Oh, man. Um, so like it was just a bunch of kids and then like the immediate family was over. So we have, we made like three briskets, uh, for pulled pork. So we have tons of pulled pork now. And well, you said brisket and pulled pork. Those are two totally different. Sorry, things, pork, but... pork, butt. what is it? Yeah. I think she yeah. got pork, butt, and you pulled that apart for it. Sorry. Yes. Yes. So that's what we got. Uh, but she got three of those. So we have tons of barbecue and I shouldn't be complaining because there's people starving in the world and mm-hmm. we had. The, where I'm going with this is that I'm on Weight Watchers and I've lost 15 pounds and now we have too much food in the house. We have too much cake, chocolate cake. Oh. And this is a problem for me. I may have to spend by there later for lunch, man. I'm looking yeah. for, I need to figure my lunch out. Yeah, we have plenty. So if you want to swing by, that's fine. <laughs> and you can't turn down chocolate cake. Did your wife make the cake? No, we got it from BJ's. Oh, well, that's okay. It's not as good as your wife's cake, but yeah. Um, but it's Sam's still edible. Huh? It's still edible. Yeah, exactly. I don't like Publix cakes, man. For that buttercream icing, just doesn't doesn't sit well with. Not doesn't sit well. I just don't like it. And after our trip to BJ's yesterday, I went to Target real quick to see. We needed a couple extra things. We need spoons and forks, so we and we're we were low, so we went to Target and I turned down the toy aisle. And guess who's there? Jordan, Jordan and Richard. Oh, I thought they weren't recording this week. They weren't recording. They were just doing a toy run. Richard was trying to, uh, sorry, Jordan was trying to get that Ant-Man Marvel Legend. Uh-huh. So they were there hanging out, and we got to chill out for like five minutes, and my wife texts me, did you find something good? And I was like, yes, <laughs> Richard and Jordan. And she's like, oh, take your time. <laughs> it's not like we just hang out, hung out two days right, ago. Friday night. Right. <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah. Awesome. And, uh. Daylight dollar actually target dude i hadn't even i hadn't even seen anything in target but i've seen been like too late at tar at walmart so yeah it feels like that quite often i haven't been able to find anything myself at target or walmart lately i did find like a fresh pack of series one of the blind packs of micro galaxy squadron i'm like i they they overproduced this one because we need series two and three to hit store shelves not series one yeah, 
I can find series two, but I'm still afraid of the blind boxes because, you know, you get like 15 mandos. Well, luckily this week, because of you, thank you, sir. You picked up the um, Antoc Merrick Micro Galaxy Squadron uh, Mm X-Wing, and I was ecstatic about that. Yeah, I did not realize that was a chase. Because it didn't have a sticker on it, right? And 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 that's something I want to get into later. Because I think there's a reason. I think that's the reason why that was still sitting on the shelf. It's quite possible. Um, but I, I want to get into the topic later. Uh, you know, in a minute, once we get through the weeks and the news, um, that I I have a theory about the Micro Galaxy Squadron. Okay, but yes. Um, but then the uh, the other things that I picked up this week, I did post. We, you know, in the club page, I posted that the the Galactic Star Cruisers closing down, and I'm bummed that I'll never see the experience because they opened that up this past week, and it is 100% solid booked until the the closure date. Everybody's trying to jump on and and get that. Even if I had the money, there's a good chance I wouldn't have been able to book anything because there was issues with people trying to get through, busy lines, things like that. So. If you got in, great. Congratulations. If not, then it's it's going by the way of the Dodo Bird. Um, but I did post that I was bummed that I won't see the experience or get the exclusive droid. And someone, uh, Barry, reached out and said, hey, I have an extra one. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, oh, really? So I was able to get that. So now I have the, uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser exclusive droid as part of my collection. That is Awesome, man. Um, yeah, I forgot to mention uh, last week while I was in Disney World, man, my wife had sent me a text. She goes, I got you something, but I don't want to spoil it, but I don't want you picking it up while you're down there. So she got me the droid popcorn bucket, which was actually ended up being a Disneyland exclusive. So that's uh, that was cool. The uh, chopper one? The, the popcorn. popcorn. No, which, which droid? The droid popcorn bucket. It's a black and... It's got like three different, four different pieces. It's got a red leg and a purple head. Or... But what kind of droid? Oh, it's a, a R2 unit. Okay. Right. It's basically what they did was they took the droid, a droid depot droid and just gutted it and made it a popcorn bucket. Mm. Okay. All Imagine right, cool. it's that size and that, that size. Yeah. That scale. That scale. And it's got uh, lights and stuff on it. So the eyeball lights up. It's It's pretty cool. I picked up a couple uh, magazines this week for Action Fleet and Galoob. What's a magazine? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a prehistoric thing that back in the 90s, we used to carve onto uh, tab, tab, tablets. Is that the yeah. Word? Stone tablets. <laughs> but yeah, no, I got those. I was excited to uh, open those up because I know they used hard copies for mm-hmm. that photography. Oh, yeah. Um, the... I mean, it's quite possible my hard copy could have been in that magazine, but yeah, the be Emperor awesome. is different because, as I mentioned before in this podcast, the Emperor that came with the uh, Royal Guard, um, he has lightning bolts kind of going down his dress or his his robe, I should say, and yes. they didn't paint that in the final production version. Mine, it's kind of blotted on. They didn't like take a fine pen or fine-tipped uh, pen. Uh, uh, paintbrush and paint the lines mm-hmm. and that's what it looks like in this magazine photo so that's a little different so i don't know if that's you know i don't know you have to find like that one smudge that's on yours and see if yeah. it matches with what's on there uh 
There's some people that make a lot of money doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I need to dedicate some time to figure that out, but who knows? Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I picked up this week, I got a bunch of Micro Galaxy Squadron rejects. That's how I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're production version. They're unpainted, but some have paint smears on them. Uh, some, the legs don't articulate as well. So I'm like, these are probably rejects. These are mm-hmm. probably anything too special yeah but the fact that they're unpainted it's it's pretty cool i did get a a first shot Hera and mando for that line because they are different colors than production yeah so so i can say with confidence that these are pre-production items that's awesome but that's it i'm still trying to sell my dt luke so i can buy some stuff and that nobody's biting on it man it's it's crazy uh, you, you think, I, I, I don't know if I'm overpriced. I think I'm about where I need to be, but nobody's biting on it. No. Uh, and I was talking to someone who's a vendor on our Saturday night chat and, uh-huh. um, he was saying that Star Wars is soft right now. Yeah. And, and it's literally, it's about people have offered me like half of what I have in it. And yep. I'm like, I, I can't take that big of a hit. I can't, yep. I can't take that big of a hit i did put some uh, i had some sealed voltron that i put up on deal or no deal and i got i'm better than what i want than what i have in them but not what not my i don't want to sell it price um so i guess we'll see i'll let them sit for a little bit longer um i just i don't know i want to i don't want to get rid of them but if it helps me reach this other piece that i'm looking for that fits in my collection better I'm, i'm okay with that but yeah it just it just sometimes it sucks being a collector when you got to make a decision like that. What are you going to you you get down in your collection room going, what am I going to sell to get the next thing I want? So I haven't listed anything on deal or no deal. There's been a couple times that I've been close, but I, I'm a guy that doesn't like playing games. What what why would I list something um, and just say, hey make me a deal versus buy it now. Like if there's a number that I want, let's say I want $300 for my item. Uh-huh. Why not just list it, buy it now, 300 bucks. I, I, people do that. Um, I probably am going to go back through all my Voltron stuff and be like, this is what I want. Um, but I see people do that, but then you have people that go underneath it and start bidding it up. And it's like, dude, the guy just offered said, you know, like you said, oh, I want a $300 uh-huh. for it, but then you'll have people bid a hundred on it. And it's like, why are you wasting your time? Yeah. I uh, guess maybe that's it. Maybe you're just hoping people get fever and they'll bid it up. Yeah. I, piece sells for 700. Yeah. I've also, uh, you know, people yelled at me when deal or no deal first came out. I was throwing like $50 bids on thousand dollar items, just hoping that somebody would be like, yeah, F it. I like that guy. He can have it for 50 bucks, but <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> uh, someone's living the dream right there. Yeah. I wish they were living the dream. I should like, say. Yeah. Uh, so I stopped doing it and you bid $50 on things and then they t- they accept it and you're like, mother effer, what's happening? I didn't want to pay $50 for that, but yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the reason why you would list something like that first, buy it now. Yeah. So, and then I did, and then like on my DT Luke, I put my buy it now price on it and people are like shocked at what I want for it. I'm like, that's what I have in it. Right. And I've seen some, there was, there, you know, saw some at another convention that's, uh, and the guy's got the same price on it. So I'm like, I'm not that far off, people. And then people yeah. are, because so, mine's graded a 75 plus, 
And then somebody had like an 85 and they're wanting double what I want. If not trip, you know, more than double. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so Star Wars is just soft right now. Yeah. And it's tough to sell anything high end because they feel like people are just pulling back a little bit and they're saying, not in this economy. Yeah, it just sucks. But did you pick so, anything up this week? Uh, or are you just saving your money for your big item? I'm kind of saving my money for my big item because we did talk about it with Jordan uh, Friday night when, when we were all hanging out. And it, it does feel like it's like, okay, you could spend 20, 30 bucks at a time or you're, you can just hold it and save for that big item because Joe Fest is coming up in two weeks. There's a, excuse me, there's a swap meet next week. So there's, there's things moving around. There's things in the, in the, in the, in the future that, we can spend money on. So I, th I think I'm kind of holding off, try to get both of those things out the way. Uh, yeah. There's some art I want to buy that's come up that looks freaking amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hold it together. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what else? So it just, I don't know. I haven't really picked anything up. I haven't really seen anything that I've been a hundred percent interested in. I'm getting frustrated with things. Uh, which you can get into in a minute and uh you know just yeah as far, as far as news so we can get through this real quick so that uh you, you can talk the thing that you want there's not really much um indiana jones the all four movies plus the young indiana jones chronicles hits disney plus on may 31st which i'm excited about well I yeah because remember... then i don't have an excuse anymore yeah I do remember seeing, it's actually funny, I'll have to pull this up real quick. I do remember seeing uh, the beginning of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, but I never finished it because it wasn't Harrison Ford. Uh, but I must have seen, hold on one second, I go to my memories on Facebook, I scroll down. Uh, 15 years ago on this day that we're recording, I must have seen Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh-huh. On May 29th, 20, 2008. And uh, my review was CG gophers didn't bother me, nor did the Tarzan thing. It was the CG stunts that I didn't like. It didn't seem real enough for an Indiana Jones movie. George Lucas should stop surrounding himself <laughs> with yes men. It's not a challenge for him anymore. He always said episode four was like 40% of what he envisioned. So I think what I'm saying is that when he's got challenges, he needs to be creative. Yeah. And with the dawn of computers, he doesn't, he can do whatever he wants. He doesn't have to think creatively. Yeah. As in like, how do I achieve this shot? Oh, I'll just throw computers at it. Yeah. And that's not fun. So that's, that was my hot take with the uh, kingdom of the crystal skull is that too much CG. Oh, kingdom well, of could... the crystal skull. I thought that was for the. No. Young. That was okay. Crystal skull. Sorry. All right. No, I'm I'm good. I got it now. No, dude, I, I I do have to agree with that, that it does feel like it feels like that with anything when they can do it on computers. Yeah, they're like, oh, we'll just CGI it when, you know, back in practical effects where you had to like really it, think about it. If you it's, did, if you did a shot by shot comparison of the scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark when Indiana Jones is underneath the vehicle, you might not think that's Harrison Ford, but you 100 percent know that's somebody underneath that vehicle. Right. And then if you were to cut to. Shia LaBeouf swinging like Tarzan through the jungle, but you 100% know that it's all CG and those aren't real monkeys. I know you can't really get monkeys to do what you need to do in that scene. You have to use CG, but just mm -hmm. the fact that he's 
swinging in front of a green screen. It's like if this was made during Raiders of the Lost Ark in the 80s, they would have to have used real swinging vines. Like, yeah, it would have been a different movie. Right. That's all. No, I, I feel yeah, it does. It does. Uh, gosh. Yeah. When you see a bad CGI, it's just bad. But it's not even bad CGI. It's just we know like that's mm-hmm. fake. Like yeah. that's there's something off about it. That's fake. So it's just like even see like good CGI. Like you know the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park are fake. So mm-hmm. it's like that does take you out of the movie. Anyways, the other do, other do, do you know Jurassic Park's thirty years old, man? Yeah, holy I feel old. smokes! You know, and that also also that means is because I saw that movie on my graduation day. So that means I'm old. I was thirteen when I saw that. <laughs> That's what we went because I went to I, we did our rehearsal in the morning and then because the book came out. This is books, even weird. You know, we knew the movie was coming out. So a bunch of buddies read the book and then we went, saw the movie and then did graduation that night. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see because the book is completely different than the movie. A little. Uh, yeah. The, I think the 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 boy and the girl, those roles are swapped. So the boys older than the girl versus the the, the kids. Yeah um but yeah I, I don't remember that detail but spielberg did make john hammond more like walt disney whereas in the m- book he's a corporate jerk uh-huh. who cares very little about anything it's just about profit um there's 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 differences there's a whole different scene of them floating down on a, a raft like i would i would like to see jurassic park be remade as like a tv miniseries or like a four-part streaming show on peacock plus or something like that and i know that might be like you can't do that to jurassic park but if you got closer to the book i'd be interested because it's like a 180 hot take a 180 different degree different property right i didn't read that book but yes yeah the book is phenomenal even the lost world was pretty good too unlike the movie yeah i also need to like get all the harry potter books and read those yeah those are good too. Yeah. Um, but you know what else I need to do? I need to finish Heir to the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> You're still reading that since the beginning of the year? Yeah. Dude, I just, it's this damn thing. You end up on your phone and. Um, the Galactic so. Star Cruiser. Finishing yes. up on that topic last week. Uh, more news has come out and it seems like a, it's going to be a $300 million write off. And if they write it off legally, Disney can't do anything with that property. They have to demolish it. They can't reopen it because then they owe people, they owe the government money because, you know, it's not a complete write-off. And I'm sure there's some sort of financial penalty for writing something off and then coming back with it. So if they do take that write-off, they can't use that property, which remains to be seen. They haven't done it yet. Uh, The other rumor was that Imagineers were in the bar a couple weeks before the decision or the week before the decision to close the property was made and they were reworking the bar scene. So there's like a nighttime show that they were reworking. And then also um, Imagineers wanted to incorporate the Mandalorian and change the timeline and the story a little bit uh, to make it more of the, the, the popular property that, that Star Wars is, is right now. Yeah. The franchise, I should say. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm struggling. I'm on drugs right now for the allergies. So, uh, but <laughs> no. yeah, that was the thought. And and the the other rumor is that none of the Imagineers who worked on this thing are looking really good right now. Yeah, like a black eye on their career, which I think is bad because everybody who's been on it 
it says it's a phenomenal experience. It's just too much money. And I don't think the price point should knock the uh, reputation of an Imagineer down. Right. No, it, it it's, you're right. And, and it, I don't know, man, I am, I'm hurt that they, you know, I think it was bound to fail from the start type thing because people are like, oh my God, it's a, well, first of all, when it came out as a thousand bucks a night, then all of a sudden it came, it was five, $6,000 for the experience. And I, I think there's a lot of people, you know, we are, we, that's a lot of money to spend, especially when you're going to take, you know, if you're going to take your wife and the wives are going to be like, I'm not LARPing for two and a half days or 40. It's not even 48. It wasn't even 48 hours. Uh, I, and it just, I, I think like you were saying, I, I, I think they need to turn it into a dinner show if they're going to do anything with it. But Disney does just when something don't work, they like washing their hands of it. Um, you know, it could be really cool if they did a dinner show because, well, the thing would be is you'd have to have tickets to the park. And then you do the dinner show, which that, you know, people, some people do it, some people don't. And then you could, uh, you know, because they've got the the docking bay right there on Batu, and you could just walk out there and be like, I'm going to the Star Cruiser yeah. and then come back. Yeah. But it's, I, I don't, I, it doesn't sound like they're doing that. Yeah. Dinner shows don't seem to do well either alone. Right. Although I see that in like, some of those restaurants are impossible to get a hold of, like Space 220. Like we uh, were going to Epcot in a couple of weeks, and I couldn't book that because it's book solid. And I think, I don't think a Galactic Star Cruiser dinner show would struggle. I think people would definitely buy that up. I just don't know if it's worth Disney's price point. To right. It would. Up. It would. It would probably be a hundred bucks a ticket, and would, and then I'm also still aggravated. We do also keep bringing this up. Is all that stuff they put in Star Cruiser should be in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, yeah. Because when Galaxy and dude, I even felt it when I was there last week or two weeks ago that it changed from five years ago. It's already changed and gotten less dramatic. And it's like, dude, even five years ago when it was at the peak of performance, I felt it needed more. Yeah. So now it really needs more. Yeah. Even though it's an awesome land. Yeah, it's a bummer, but there, there is expansion pads. Back in that imperial section, there's some sort of area there, mm -hmm. um, but we'll see if that anything ever comes of it. There was at one point a rumor where they had like forty domed um, spaces, and you would get on a speeder bike and you would fight the other forty people. Uh, but it was like some sort of VR, like those battle pods. Have you ever played that arcade game? Yeah, that was awesome. Is it like a dome thing, and you would get in your speeder bike and you'd be just surrounded by? the dome and then you would go flying through the forest and you would try to shoot the other people. And like the last person would be the winner. Yeah. As long as it was something to where you could respawn pretty easily, you know, like if you suck at the game, you're not out in five in 30 seconds, in 30 seconds and have to wait an hour to play a five second game. And you accidentally hit a tree on your first <laughs> time out. <laughs> oh man. Right. You'd have to do something where like, you can respawn, but then like if you don't respawn, you win or something crazy. Yeah. But uh yeah, that maybe was, you just that... fly around as a ghost. Yeah. A force ghost or Ooh. something. But 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anyway. Yeah, good times. Good times. That's it for news. So let's uh, go ahead and complain about your micro galaxy thing. No, I, I was just because we were talking about it, texting back and forth after I found your your Antoc, the chase, that it's like I am seriously kind of semi getting depressed over this whole situation, you know, because you keep going and you go and you go and you go and you go and you never find anything. And then you find something, you know, because you'll pass a Walmart. And you're like, oh, they're not at Walmart. And then a week later, somebody found something at that Walmart. So it's you're you're, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. And so then you're depressed because you go into all these targets and you go into all these Walmarts and you don't find anything. But then if you don't, then somebody finds something at the Target, yeah. you know, at the Walmart you skip. And it just it it's getting to the point of of depression for me. <laughs> over it you like because it's sabine huh because it's sabine because well because it's sabine yeah because you didn't care about antoc right no i didn't care about antoc it's it's because it's sabine and it's a ship i've been waiting 10 years for yeah and they found somebody finally made it and you can't find it and and it's just it's getting to the point as much as i love this line it's like i just want to get throw my hands up in the air yeah and i saw someone post about the whole chase situation and i had to check myself because we we as star wars collectors like to think we're different we're a step above the normal collector yes. but it's just really we're just just another we just have our own traits and in, in ethnic um get these drugs <laughs> um we're just we've got our own ticks and we've got our own yeah. issues and things that we've got to deal with and we're just and sometimes that's even more difficult. But we do like to collect them all. But right. I have to check myself because there are Marvel Legends people who like to collect them all. Just just because I like to collect them all doesn't mean I'm better or different than anyone else. So it's just frustrating when there's that chase situation and you can't get them all. And I can't get them all. And I'm struggling with that as well. But it is part of the game. Yeah. And it just, it, it, it literally, I, I know I just said it, but I want to give up. I love the line, but it's like, you know, like with the blind boxes. I mean, I understand the blind boxes and they, they've kind of lowered the price. I think they lowered the price a couple of bucks, but it's still, it's like, how much are you going to spend to find that one chase? I mean, I don't know. I've got blind boxes that have chase in them that are just sitting in my, my I just laid them in my collection room. I haven't even opened them yet. Yeah. Because it, it's so frustrating sometimes. Well, if, if it's not something you're passionate about, don't collect it. Yeah. I guess I don't know. You don't like that answer. You I don't like that game. answer because I want that effing ship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, well, like because I mean, I love this. This line is freaking amazing. That ship that I'm holding a black first order Tie Fighter. That is an amazing ship. It's sitting on my desk because I haven't brought it downstairs because I love this ship so much. Well, Max even said that he uh, under. Uh, um anticipated the overwhelming response of ahsoka and that should not have been a chase so yeah he's learning too so i don't think chases is going away i think unfortunately that's just part of the jazzware thing you see, 
Yeah. And I don't mind. I'm going to, I'm going to contradict myself. I don't mind the chases, but I feel that, you know, like the Antoc Merritt I found for you didn't have the chase sticker on it. And it hit me later. I think that's the only reason why it was still on the shelf, because I think when you're calling it out, going, it's a chase, the people stocking the shelves don't give a crap. They just go, oh, this is rare. Yeah. A- and I was thinking because Hot Wheels made their own version of the these ships. It's a different scale. It's the same, but it's die cast and just as detailed, just different, a different style. Uh, they have chases in that line too, but the only way you know is the logo instead of being red, it's blue. Yeah. So There's unless you're calling painting, it out, huh? yeah, they don't call it out, and it's very subtle. And Hot Wheels does that. They used to. Um, on the on the cars they used to call them out more but now you have to know what you're looking for and if you don't know you have to like tilt up the thing and there's a sticker underneath the car on the hot wheels and you've got to look for it so i'm just curious if maybe that's an answer to everything to where you know they can hide it that hey hey, this is special showing it's special but you got to know what to look for it's quite possible i don't know because I was in one Target and they had two chase of those Hot Wheels sitting on the shelf. And in two different ships, I was like, wow, I've never seen two chase sitting on the, on a, on a shelf. I have seen that Falcon chase where it's battle damaged on the shelf. Yeah, I've seen that. And I think it was either the Razor Crest or a TIE Fighter. But like but their chases are battle damaged. But what are the numbers on their chases? Do you know? I have no clue. Yeah. It seems about one a case. Which is more than Micro Galaxy, I would think. Yeah, it. I think they're throwing. They might throw a Sabine or a Hera in there. They might throw that like one per case, but you don't know which one you're getting because when you do see them, you'll see like I think I think they ship them six per, and you'll see five sitting on the shelf. Have you when you got that Antoc? Was it like a fresh case on the shelf? Like were there other vehicles on the shelf, or was there it were, the only one? There were two other vehicles on the shelf, so there was three of them sitting on the shelf. Yeah, I don't think that's a full case. Well, is it four per case? I would assume on the bigger ones it would be four per, but I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know the numbers. You probably got a fresh one. Yeah. Someone just put it out. And it was I, tar- and it was at one of the targets, I don't know, where they have like the mini Disney store in them. It was yeah, at one of those. That's where I found my white TIE fighter. Um, just got lucky, stumbled in, and it looked like someone had just put it out like an hour before because there was just so many that yeah. series one out so it's just sometimes it's luck it's determination it's just it feels insane sometimes to be like i need to go out toy hunting today because i've done it every other day this week and i haven't received it yet so i haven't found it yet so i gotta keep going today and i get tired it and thankfully at my job i if it's also getting to the point that not it's not affecting my work but you know i'll pass a target i'm like oh i got five minutes i'll run in there and you're just you track all the way back to the toy department and then you track all the way back to the front of the store with your head down because you're just, you know, you got that hope and anticipation that you'll see something. And then you're just like, Oh crap. And then it's getting to the point where, you know, like I'm looking for a back to the future, the Toyota truck from back to the future. That's a hard thing to find, but then you'll go and you'll see a back to the future card on hot wheels and it's stuff you have. And it, you know, it's just a bummer. I got frustrated this week because I did find the new wave of the vintage collection uh, with Cassian and Disguise and all that. Yeah, uh, I didn't see the Clone Trooper. I think Cal Kestis was repacked in that line, but I was like, "Oh, I'm 
I pre-ordered that. I'll I'll get it later. And came to find out that was the wave that Hasbro hasn't opened for pre-order. Oh man. So there are people who have it already. I don't. And that clone trooper is not was not open for the so the clone trooper they're packing one per case. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know, because it's an army builder. Right. Seems like that's the one you pack two per case, but I'm not the scientist behind packing things in boxes for Hasbro. And and it seems like that's the one that goes first when it gets put on the shelf. And I'm just afraid if I'm not on the computer right when I need to be for Hasbro Pulse, that I'm not going to be able to get that clone trooper, yeah, which is frustrating. But yeah, it, it, I, I completely forgot that Hasbro didn't open up pre-orders for that one, so I don't have it. And so if I see it on store shelves, I should get it. Yeah. Conversely, the Gamorrean Guard Black Series is at Target, and I pre-ordered that. And it's like, it's been weeks and Target hasn't shipped mine yet. And I'm like, do I just cancel it and I buy this one because I know the card's fine? Yeah. Like, what? I don't know. It's just like, what is going on? Yeah, I don't know. I, I also, I, I just remembered I bought the uh, Dark, Dark, Darth Raven Hallmark oh, the ornament. Hallmark, yeah. That was supposed to be a, we found out a Star Wars Celebration London exclusive and it never made it overseas. Yeah, and it was no fanfare. It was just thrown up on the site. I had a, a buddy message me going, dude, get this. And you could get it hours later, and it was limited to like 5,000. And Hallmark, those things go fast. I think it's still available. That's To me, that's crazy if it's still available with the only them only producing 5,000 of them. Because I thought I got an email from Hallmark saying, you've got something in your cart. I'm like, well, there's a reason why it's still there, because I don't want it. <laughs> I tried that game with Disney um with the the Ezra lightsaber that came it's out. It's out of stock. It's out it's officially out of stock. Okay, so. cool. But you know sometimes you'll throw something in your cart and then like a couple hours later they'll email you with like a discount. Yeah. Disney's just like, "Hey, you forgot this." And I'm like, it's just one of those things that there you go, you know, I really wanted it, but it was $200 or it's 100 it's 180 and then by all the fees and crap, you're at almost $200 and it just it's a cool lightsaber, but I really want the his first lightsaber if I'm going to buy one. Yeah. So I just, yeah. Anywho. So Ooh. those are the woes of a modern collector. It just, it's horrible. And it, you, I just remember the days. Cause like David Quinn on his podcast was like, Hey, remember your, your return of the Jedi stories. And I just remember going in a Toys R Us, you go into a service merchandise, you go into, I didn't have targets in where I lived. That there was Walmart's, but you'd go into all these stores, and they were everywhere. Anytime you wanted something as a kid, it you just go went to the store. It's a different time. Yeah, and it just these kids today, and it just modern collecting is is totally totally different, man. And it just it it, it kind of you it loses its soul a little bit, you know, loses the fun out of it. Yeah, and I was thinking about, like, why do people hate things now, um, but they accepted it with wide wide arms when they were kids? And it's really, I think, the brain doesn't stop evolving until you're 18. So you, mm-hmm. you physically think differently after 18 than you do before 18. And you're able to accept things. And I do remember watching, I have to go back to it, Temple of Doom. Um, there's a scene where they're hanging on the side of a cliff and there's water pouring out of it. And my mom's like, that looks so fake. And I'm like... <laughs> There's nothing fake about that. 
that looks incredibly real. And it's not until I was older, I'm like, oh, I see what she means. That's incredibly fake. But when I was mm -hmm. a kid, there was nothing fake about that. It looked 100% right. real to me. And so I think people just think differently when they're older and times have changed. And you think of things, you think of your past with more <coughs> nostalgia and golden atmosphere around it. And it's just really, our brains were different, completely yeah. different. And we saw the world differently. Dude, as a kid, this is how this is how silly. I mean, I where you're going. I'm gonna I'm gonna one up you. I didn't understand as a kid how it could be daylight outside and you're watching nighttime on TV. It didn't. My brain uh, didn't comprehend that. Yeah, when Harrison was a kid, he's like like a toddler kid. He's like the moon follows me everywhere I go. I'm like, well, because <laughs> it's always like wherever he was, he could look up and there was the moon because it's uh -huh. following him. It's like no, that's there's just coincidence it rotates around the earth kid but yeah you see the world differently yeah it's it, and you think it, differently things don't make sense but right and i yeah that's the danger of nostalgia yeah it is man and then it's like you'll go to disney world and you see like the little kid experiencing it for the first time and then you're just like this is awesome to see something from you know see a little kid experiencing it for the first time because it just it reminds you of you know Back in the day, how awesome it was. Yep. Oh. So what else? I don't know. I think so, that, yes. So um, Robert Ortiz told me to share this. Uh, there was an article about some professor. I can't remember. Do you remember seeing that? The head headline for the article? I didn't read it, but he said that the aliens are walking among us right now. Oh. We're going to put on our tinfoil hats. This is for Robert. Um, <laughs> Just fair warning, I'm going to go off on the deep end, conspiracy theory land. Um, but that, yeah, there was a, a professor who said that the aliens are probably here and they're living among us. So who knows? Do, maybe the do, person. Do, 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 yeah, this do. is the X-Files part portion of the show. So um, I told Robert, yeah, I know. I, I've seen. I know. He's like, dude, you should share that on the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast sometime. So this is for Robert Ortiz. Um, I've seen four objects in the sky. Uh, I don't, I can't explain them. The first one was pretty weird. Um, I was on an airplane and I did see some sort of ball shaped, softball shaped item fly by the airplane. It was below the airplane because I was looking down at the ground and, you know, I was on the airplane. I like to see like the, the, the terrain and all that stuff. And I thought it was a bird at first, but it was, it was round. It was about the size of maybe like a bowling ball or a softball. It's kind of difficult to see, but it was a ball. And it was flying in the opposite direction of the airplane without wings or anything. And I don't know what that is. At first, I thought maybe it was a chunk of ice that flew off the airplane, but that would fall down, not, not sideways. So I don't know what that is. Okay, great. Moving on. No, no. Uh, yeah, no. Keep going. You could be, I, I, you dude, could I'm, be I'm the, with the scully you. to my molder. Yeah. I dude, I agree. I I know. I believe that there's other stuff out there. This universe is too freaking big for uh, us to be the only people here, our only beings here. Uh, the second item I have to share, which was the first time I saw something weird, I was really ecstatic because I'm like, did I just see a UFO? Because as a kid who grew up watching Star Wars and X Files and Independence Day, like. To see a UFO was like the greatest moment of my life. And 
I was up in New York and in, in Syracuse, you can see the stars a lot better than you can see here in Atlanta. That's the worst part about living in Atlanta, man. Yeah. The light pollution. We, uh, at the Christmas time, we went up to the TELUS museum and we yeah. went to the planetarium and they like show you all the stars in the sky. And then they start raising the, the light pollution, um, from the city. And you can see like three stars before, like before they did that, you would see thousands of stars and they raise the light pollution and like, Oh, there's seven stars in the sky. Great. But, but I was looking at the dipper and Mm -hmm. everybody knows the big dipper. It's the four stars that kind of make the pot. And then there's the handle. Yeah. And right in the middle of the the pot was an extra star. Uh Oh, it was just hanging out there. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense because there's not a fifth star. And I was on the phone with my wife at the time. I'm like, what am I looking at? Because this doesn't make sense. Like I was just saying, there's a fifth star in the pot and it doesn't make an X. It's a square. And I'm watching it and I'm watching it. And slowly it starts to move north towards oh. the top of the pot. Mm-hmm. And when it got to the line that would have been the top of the pot, it starts to fade out. And it looks like from the ground, it was making like a curved shape going up. Um, not like it was going straight up, but it was like curving up. And as it was curving up, it was getting dimmer and dimmer. And then it was completely gone. Um, that was pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, dude, I, I keep, I want to see something one day. Keep your eyes up on the skis. I, I need to, I need to pay more attention to stuff. The second time, uh, the third time, excuse me. Well, this is the second time I saw something, but the, the, I was getting on the on-ramp in 41 in Syracuse and um, the airport's nearby. So it's not uncommon to see airplanes flying in and out um, as I get on the highway. But I had my eyes on this thing for about 15 seconds because the next day I recreated it just to figure out timing and what was possible. So for 15 seconds, I was getting on the on-ramp and straight ahead of me, I saw uh, the typical saucer-shaped craft just hovering in the sky on an angle. It was glistening from the sun. It was silver. I'm like, I'm not looking at what I think I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Like, this is impossible. I'm not looking at what I think I'm looking at. This must be a plane uh, banking. But no, it just hung there, didn't decrease in size. It just stayed there. And I'm like, okay, it's it's about half a mile away. And where I need to get on from this highway to that highway is about a half a mile away. I'm going to be under it soon. I'm going to see it. It's going to be an airplane. And so as I'm getting on to the highway, you have to, I had to turn my head for a few seconds to see the other cars to make sure I'm not, you know, hitting someone and oncoming traffic. It took about two seconds to do that mm-hmm. just to make sure I was going to hit anyone. I looked back, it was completely gone. Damn. No sign of anything in the sky, not even an airplane. Um, and I figured due to its proximity to me, its size, if it was an airplane banking, I would have seen this, the, the, the backside, the side of it, you know, something, but it was completely gone. Mm-hmm. And so that mm-hmm. was about 20 seconds of thrill in my life that I'll never get back again. I don't <laughs> know what I saw. The third and final time I've already shared this one on the podcast when Rich and I were going up to PowerCon last year. Uh-huh. Um, this, this to, to the day, I'm still trying to figure out what this was because we saw it from a while, uh, from, from a distance it looked like a helicopter hovering it had a blinking flashing light and as we get closer and closer i thought maybe because it was triangle shaped so i thought it was two billboards coming together at a point Mm -hmm. but as we got closer uh it wasn't it had nothing holding it under underneath nothing was holding it up right 
Because if you're go driving by in a car and you see a triangle shape in the sky and it's being held up by a pole or something, you know, each point of this um, triangle had lights on it. Mm -hmm. So at some point from the car's point of view, as you're passing these lights, that pole in the middle should obstruct the light. And there was nothing holding it up. It was making no sound. Mm -hmm. It was it had like four or five lights on it, white lights on each point, green light in the middle. There was no floodlights flashing on a billboard. There was no pole holding this thing up. There was no sound of rotors, you know, no motor, nothing mm -hmm. like that. I, I can't explain it to this day. Um, and the thing I don't understand is like, why would a UFO be hovering right over a highly populated highway? All right. And on the way back, there was nothing there. There was no um, billboards or anything like that. So it was dark out. I should mention that. It was probably like 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. Um, we were pretty close to Columbus. I know that uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base is there. Allegedly, allegedly the, the bodies of Roswell were taken there. So who knows what kind of stuff was being done at 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 uh, Wright Patterson I don't I can't say it's all speculation but those are my four experiences I can't explain it that last one was driving me nuts and I even mentioned on the podcast um I had pulled out my phone to record but my that that triangle shape thing but my phone it did pick up the lights and everything but it was blurry mm -hmm. and in that moment like I should have hit record I should have just hit record right but I was like I don't know what I'm looking at Mm -hmm. And I don't want to, I don't want to play with my phone to try to get it to focus. I want to look at this thing for as long as I could. Right. No other cars were pulling over to stop. I should have told Rich, stop, pull mm -hmm. over. Let's get out of this car and look at this thing. I just kept driving and I'm like, I just want to keep my eyes on it. Yeah. Like so ashamed with how my brain was thinking in that moment. Cause it's <laughs> like, no, pull over and record this damn thing until you figure out what it is. Maybe it is a billboard. Yeah, dude, no, I, I'd have done the same thing. You're just like, oh crap, you know. I mean, what if you would have pulled over? What would have happened? You know, they would have, they could have, you know, you could have lost time or something. Yeah, I mean, the other thing I'm just thinking about, and I've never really seen it, is maybe it was being held up from the backside, mm -hmm. so it's making like an L shape. But I've never seen. I don't think I, maybe I need to pay more attention to triangle shaped billboards. You know, the ones that have right. two sides so that both sides of the highway can see it. Right, but. I seem to remember they all have the pole in the middle. Yeah. Not on the backside. So who knows? Maybe. But that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. That's what I've seen. I've never seen a Sasquatch or a ghost, but those are on the list, too. Yeah. <laughs> Things I, that I'd like to see. Have you been up to the Sasquatch Museum up in Blue Ridge? Not yet. It's only eight bucks. I should do it sometime. Uh, it's not worth. Don't go up there just for the Sasquatch Museum. If you're going through Blue Ridge, if, stop. Yeah, if I go up there, it's either to go tubing down the, the rivers up there or I go to Mercer's Orchard to go pick apples and have the fritters and the apple pies and all that. Hard no, it, it's it's about an hour. It takes about an hour. If that's if you read everything. It's really small. It's it's it, you know, it's it's worth it if you're in the area, but don't make the trip. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, I dude, I I'm with you. I believe all that stuff. I keep it it it's always kind of freaked me out when you're in the woods and you hear something, you know, and it's like, oh, is that a Sasquatch? Or uh, because I do, I believe there's other stuff out there that we haven't found. That you know, when you look at like the oceans, how big the ocean is, you know, and there's stuff in the bottom of that ocean that nobody knows. Yeah. Uh, you know, and there's stuff in the Himalayas and stuff in 
you, you know, stuff in the, in the high, you know, mountaintops that you, humans can't get to, but you don't know what's adapted to live up there. There's a CIA, CIA agent who due to some sort of loophole is able to discuss some of this stuff uh-huh. is a senior, um, senior analyst or something like that. And he did say that the government knows exactly where these craft come from. They come huh. from the ocean somewhere. Um, but they can't, he can't disclose that, Interesting. but they know where it comes from. Allegedly. Apparently, apparently, I don't know. Like, dude, and you know what? I would not argue that, you know, we got some Aquaman down there in the ocean that's popping up to see stuff. <laughs> and, and you know what? Truthfully, we may be looking in the wrong place. We maybe need to look in the oceans versus into the sky. Yeah. Uh, wow. But, I never thought about that. That's that's a very interesting theory. And then there's the um, the F-15, F-35 pilots who saw stuff. Wow. The, that's a very famous case because the pilots are experts and they're trained to mm-hmm. see things in the sky and stuff like that. And they did try to chase one. And somehow it got to, like, they were supposed to be in point X and they were in point A following this thing. And the thing took off at 36,000 miles per hour to that rendezvous point, almost like, I know exactly where you're supposed to be right now. Uh-huh. Um, and it was jamming, it was jamming their signals, signal wow. intelligence. So it was intelligent enough to know that it needs to jam the pilot's signals. Uh, otherwise, you know, they can learn information from it. So that shows intelligence, but it was hovering over the ocean and on the coast of California. And apparently these things are seen, apparently these things are seen all the time out there. And I try to figure out, like, well, now I'm going off on the deep end. Why? Dude, do it. Do it. Do it. What What would be the ramifications of the government saying, oh, yeah, it's it's true. It's, you know, for the past 70 years, we've been studying these things and we know what they are. Um, and it's like, well, there's the religion aspect. There's, I do think there's a certain point part of the population that will go into some sort of psychosis where they're just like, I just need to do the roses today. I just need to do the roses today. Like <laughs> I just need to plant. I just need to focus on this one little thing because they can't handle the idea. And this would be a very small part of the population. They mm-hmm. can't handle the idea that we're not alone. Right. That we've been visited and we're being visited. Um, but I do think like the religious aspect of things, like mm-hmm. would Christianity break down? And I don't think so. I don't think people would suddenly say, Oh, nope, Jesus wasn't real or, Whatever the case may be, I don't want, I shouldn't call out a specific religion. No, but I get you. I I mean, but I do think that would be folded into religion. All of a sudden, Mm -hmm. the biblical watchers are suddenly aliens. They've been here all along and they need to adhere to whatever practice we have or whatever the case may be. But yeah, I think it would go the total opposite. But I, I, I mean, as you know, why would the government, I think the government would be protecting us because they don't want us going batshit crazy because i think it would be mass hysteria yeah but i don't i think there would be some panic i do think there would be some need for mental health what does this mean how does this affect me but at the end of the day i still need to take the trash out on tuesday right like there's basic things that need to happen i need to i need to feed my kids it's not like suddenly aliens are going to go get public subs for my kids at five o'clock i need to do that myself, you know, right. like I need to get the job to get the money to buy the khakis and all that stuff. So right. I think it would be a, a, a tough transition. Also, I do think like the, like I was saying, the independence days, the X-Files, like that's been 
preparing us for some sort of disclosure at some point. So, yeah, dude, I, it's going to happen one day. It, it'll just, and I think it'll be one of those where, yeah, we've known all along and here it is. It, like, this is a fascinating topic. And I, I have heard 2027 as a year that the aliens are going to be like, saying this out loud sounds insane. <laughs> But the aliens are going to disclose themselves and mm. the government needs to step things up. And that might be why suddenly Congress is looking into this stuff. And 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 it's a big concern. That the, like people in the and uh, the U.S. Capitol are not taking this as a joke anymore. It's not swamp gas. These are serious threats to our infrastructure, our, our, our country. And we need to figure out what this is and why do they come within 50 feet? That's there is a, a, a video of a pilot, uh, U.S. Air Force pilot, who like had a near collision with one of these objects. Wow. Where's that footage? Right. Um, over this past spring, there was the incident with the balloon, the Chinese balloon. Right. And then they shot stuff down over the Yukon, um, Alaska, and then one of the Great Lakes. And there's always like dash cams. There's always cameras on these vehicles. Where are those cameras? Right. Uh, where, where's the video from those cameras? What did they shoot down? There's, having worked in the defense industry, I do know that at some point the government needs to control what is released because they, it's not a top secret. It's a top secret thing because they don't want the enemy to know what we know. Right. We know what they know that they we don't want them to know that we know. Like, if we shot down a Russian um, piece of property or a, a piece of tech, we need to keep that a secret so the Russians don't realize that we suddenly have that signal that they've been using right. because that's helps us get ahead of them because, you know, mm -hmm. it's just warfare tactics, even though we're not at war, we still need to stay ahead and, and to do that kind of stuff. So maybe that's part of the reason why we haven't seen the footage. Right. But maybe there's other reasons. <clears throat> like there was an alien waving high to them as they shoot them down. Come and I come in peace. I come in pieces now because you shot me down. <laughs> or they give you a cookbook that says how to cook humans. How to and... serve humans. Yeah. <laughs> how to serve two humans. Right. No, how to serve four humans. Serve, yeah, or whatever that. How to serve humans, how to serve four humans, how to serve four humans, F-O-U-R. Oh. Wasn't that the joke? On the it Simpsons? was something like that, yeah. Because they was kept brushing was... it off. Yeah, was that Twilight Zone? Yeah, Treehouse Tower, uh, Treehouse of Terror. Oh. Yeah, that's for you, Robert. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, anybody else, I apologize for the purposes of this podcast. It was for entertainment purposes only, uh, unless it was for Robert, because in that case, this is true. <laughs> do, 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 there was another time Yes, um, I was cooking on the grill. It was nighttime, and I did see something weird in the sky yeah. shooting around. And I go, Shannon, get out here. And she comes out there, and she's just like, I don't. That was weird, but I don't know what that is. And she's just like, <laughs> she's just like I married a man child. Yeah, basically. But anyways, anything else? I think, I think we've good. killed an hour. Yeah. I have to pull up the script. I should have memorized it by now, but I think I've relayed too much, relied too much on reading it that I, my brain has failed to memorize it. Right. Well, next week, real quick, Powder Springs Toy Show is next week or swap. And then the week after that, you Joe Fest in Augusta. It's uh -oh. also the next. I'll be attending. Yes, I'll be there. 
The next, say that again because you broke up. Oh, the next George Alliance of Star Wars Collectors North chapter meetup will be June 10th. So I'll be there. I'm not going be, to Joe Fest. That'll be up in Gwinnett. But I've also, I made a deal with somebody. So I got to go to Joe Fest. Yeah. Darn. Well, thank you for listening to, and thank you for suffering through this episode of Smuggler's Galaxy Podcast. If you could, please leave a like and a five-star review of the show anywhere you listen to your podcast, if that's allowed. It really helps us out and uh, helps people find our show. You could follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Send us an email or message us. We'd love feedback. We'd love to make you part of the show. Our email address is smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for the Smuggler's Galaxy logo. You can find him on the Rock the Force podcast. And thank you to Levi Waterhouse for the Smuggler's Galaxy music. Hasbro, re-release VC66, hashtag vote with your wallet. Sabine will be on next week. Pass on what you've learned. Be a positive force in the collecting community. This is the way. This is the way.